0: I am so, Bobby Navia.
1: You are. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome to the couch. We, uh, we like to start this podcast by clearing up any potential existential crises the one uh, either of us might be encountering at the moment. So state our name, affirm it for each other, go, yes, okay. <laughs>
0: exactly. We
1: are, we are clear on who we are. Uh, and, and you are as well. Our faithful audience who has been listening since episode one and keeps coming back for more.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This is episode 45. It is.
1: Episode 45. We're going
0: to the DTV Mm. arena today. Oh, okay. You know what that is? No, I don't. Direct to video? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, so the trailer we're reviewing
0: today—this
1: is doing some theater, though. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's getting. Is it? Yeah, th- at least on IMDb it says in theaters next Friday. I mean, you know, there's some theaters that'll show fucking anything. This is true. So <laughs> I was looking up, I. But I, is it? It's going on VOD. Like I'm pretty sure day. it's like a VOD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that seems like the more sensible. I think the reason. Well. The movie
0: that we're reviewing today is called Trading Paint. The trailer trading is to this movie called Trading Paint. It stars uh, John Travolta. Mm-hmm. And in addition to talking about the trailer, we're going to do a little John Travolta retrospective. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk
1: this, about Mr. T. Yeah,
0: we're going to talk <laughs> about this, man. Uh, but uh, it's interesting because like, we're talking, you're t- telling me it's going to be in theaters, and I didn't know it was. But uh, I was buying tickets today because I'm going to go see Alita today. Mm-hmm. At uh, the icon, and the icon is playing Bamboozled.
1: Oh, the Spike Lee movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. They have
0: two <laughs> shows of it. And I feel like Jeremy was talking. I would think I he was. He loves to, that movie. Yeah. yeah I've never talk, seen it. I, neither have I. And I was talking to we, Jeremy and I were talking about Spike Lee, and after we watched uh, Black Klansman, and mm-hmm. we were just talking about all his movies and stuff like that. Oh, I was talking to him about horror noir because I was talking to oh, him yeah. about Ernest Dickerson. Um, and nice. he was talking to me about Bamboozled, and he's like, oh, we should really watch it. And then as I was buying tickets today, I'm like, Two shows for bamboozled. <laughs> wow, what the fuck is okay. going on? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's happening.
1: Okay, well, that's cool. I yeah. mean, maybe that's the upshot of, like, you know, Spike Lee's recent, you know, Oscar nominations is some of these theaters. Maybe you're doing retrospectives or something. Yeah, that's the I only think, thing I can think weekend,
0: of. I think this weekend they're playing uh, different, not Spike Lee movies, but I think it's maybe like Black Entertainment oh, okay. or something like that. I'm just not sure what. Yeah, uh, oh it's
1: Black I, History Month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. February. True, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Uh, um, so, yeah. So that's what's going on there. I thought that was pretty
1: nice, cool. Well, that, yeah, no, that's sweet. Yeah. So, um, trading paint here, though. It, I mean, it it should be direct video. Yeah. It it there's no. I don't see any theatrical cachet to this movie whatsoever. <laughs> like, yeah, why you would bother like spending that kind of money, except it's just to like say, I don't know maybe just the prestige alone of saying that, oh, we had a theatrical release, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, this movie, obviously, you know, it's got Travolta, it's got Shania, there's some star power behind it. Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen, yes. I want to win with you. <laughs> 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 <sighs> um, you know, so this movie obviously has some money behind it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's cool. It's interesting to see where something on, like, a what we might call, like, a mid-range budget, I'm, I would guess this is, like, a... 20 30 million ish movie 15 to 30 million ish it's uh, not up yet on imdb it's yeah not like
0: an estimated or anything so
1: you know something like that not yeah. not an insane amount you know it's not a hundred million dollar movie or anything i fucking hope not <laughs> but hey you never know yeah but i don't think they made this with like five million either you know just the racing scenes alone plus the name you know uh names attached but so yeah, you know, you see this and you see like indie films, you know, that that do really specific targeting with like, we're going to show it this one theater in this one part of New York where movies similar to ours have done really well, in oh, the, yeah. ha- you know, yeah, where yeah, it gets yeah. super targeted. So it's just interesting to look at like the marketing for these through a more like, okay, it's not just like, is this successful or not? It's now the question is kind of more like, who are they talking to? Right, right. You know, and, um, and then, yeah, you know, sometimes that's not successful, but, you know, like just come right out and say it. I don't think this trailer is very successful (laughs) as far as getting me interested in wanting to see this fucking movie. Um, However, you know, it's also clearly not trying to speak to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's talking to somebody else, but you know, again, all I have to judge with is who I am. So
0: (laughs) I don't know if this will surprise you, but this trailer is actually speaking to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I don't know what it is. I just, I, I, we obviously watch a lot of trailers And I watch a lot of trailers from, uh, I mean, Jesus, it honestly seems like John Travolta (laughs) and Jean-Claude Van Damme at this point are having a competition as to how many, you know, presumably direct-to-video direct to streaming service movies they can put out in a month
1: well and and on top of it not only it's like not only that but like these movies are all about somebody who's like past their prime and has fallen into obsolescence (laughs) trying to like reclaim their position in the world and preserve their legacy but yes prove that they've still got it and it's like this is a little too metatextual you guys like (laughs) so you know jcvd i will say he you know with his the the eponymous jcvd right. the film right right um you know he he was he was telling people his you know diarrhea smelled like roses you know long before travolta i think but oh yeah, yeah. um but it's also funny because like you know this what's going on right now is essentially like it's travolta's like second attempt at like a career resurgence because right. pulp fiction famously brought him back to yeah. life as yeah. an actor and as somebody relevant in pop culture. Cause he had languished for the, you know, like a decade prior to that. Um, from, yeah, like about the mid or er, end of the early to like mid eighties, you know, he kind of like fell off and didn't really have a lot going on for the next 10 years until Tarantino cast him.
0: Yeah. Before, before, um, what do you call it before Pulp Fiction? Let's start in, um, We'll start in 76, he, had, yeah. he was in Cary. Mm-hmm. 77 was Saturday Night Fever, 78 was Grease, 79 was Welcome Back, Cotter.
1: Yeah, I think that was on from like 76 through 79. Welcome oh, yeah, you're Back, right, 70, yeah. 75 to 79. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, because yeah. that's where he like first started, that's how he got all those film roles, right? Got noticed on now. uh,
0: 1980 was Urban Cowboy, <laughs> 81 was Blowout. Yeah. Uh eighty-three was staying alive. A uh-huh. sequel to which I, we need that to watch. That,
1: yeah, that was the <laughs> beginning of the decline. Um, because I know that movie, I think it made money, but it was like a you know, critically it just got like fucking panned. Yeah. My favorite uh fact about staying alive, I've only seen clips from this movie. Um, and they look incredible. Uh the movie was directed by Sylvester Stallone. Yup. Yeah. Slice Stallone sequel baby. To Saturday Night Fever where uh uh, what's his name? Tony Marino. Monero. Monero. Yeah, um, has like he's like moved to bro- he's like a, a fucking Broadway performer yeah. now or something like yeah. that, and he's dealing with like the pressures of being like a big. St- it's like what the fuck? Yeah, this couldn't be any more different. I <laughs> love the
0: ending of that movie.
1: It's of oh, Saturday Night Fever.
0: No, of, uh, oh. I didn't like Saturday Night Fever.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I was surprised how much I did like it when I finally watched it.
0: Really? Yeah. I thought you and I, were, I thought we watched it at we saw in film at, school at school. Yeah, but I remember. I remember us being a, in an agreement that we didn't like it.
1: Huh? Yeah. No. I, I can't re- remember, but I, I know I didn't. I know I didn't dig it. Yeah. No. I remember being surprised how much I liked okay. it. Okay. Because I thought right. it was just going to be a dumb like yeah, yeah, woo! yeah. disco <laughs> right. And then like you know it kept, the ending of the movie was like oh shit yeah <laughs> it's like it's a real movie here yeah huh? right yeah uh, yeah which I was uh, impressed with
0: uh, the end of staying alive which you know spoilers whatever I don't care. Uh, is, uh, I don't know, like our hero wins, I guess, you know, I can't remember the specifics, but basically Tony Manero like has like accomplished whatever he's going to accomplish for whatever show he's doing. And then I think this woman that basically it's this girl who's just pretty much is like, let me take you back to my place and let's get it on, you know? Uh, but she's just like, so, you know, you're kind of done with all this. She's like, so what do you, like, what do you want to do? She's basically like, Take me. Yeah. Right. And there's, he has this beat where he just like looks, you know, and there's this very nice little, like, nice little camera angle on his face. And she goes, So what are you going to do? And he just looks off and he goes, Strut. And then he, he busts out two double doors out of the theater. And the end of the movie is Tony Monero strutting through Times Square to staying alive from the Bee Gees. Okay. And that's it. And it's like, you passed up probably the night of your life to strut. So we're going to dinner at 5.30 tonight. Okay. And
1: then afterwards... Are you going to strut?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I, uh, you know, that alone, uh, I didn't know that about the ending. That's a that sounds like a delightful piece it's amazing. of cinema it's that amazing. I need to expose myself to. So you've seen the ending, but I might just buy it actually. I'm yeah. Not gonna lie to you. Is there yeah, we need to find we out need if to there's see if a blu like So have you seen it before? Or I have you just like seen I, the ending?
0: I remember distinctly remember the ending. I feel like I have seen it, but not like paid attention. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um but
0: it's amazing as all the clips.
1: Yeah, the clips show are to be. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean excuse me. Those are some fucking Lubricated, reflective bodies. Super
0: <laughs> <lubricating>. <laughs> okay, so eighty three was staying um, alive.
1: I wanted to mention also uh, the movie before that, Blowout.
0: Yes. Oh yeah.
1: It's a Brian De Palma film. De Palma. Dude. It is so good, and I think it's really underviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some people, I think Tarantino actually said is it's his favorite De Palma movie. Okay. Um, and it's, I mean, I'm a little more partial to like Body Double. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the sleaze, the giallo <laughs> sleaze of Body Double. <laughs> Um, and, you know, Dressed to Kill. Like, yeah, he's he's got a lot in yeah. his career. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, you're splitting hairs. But Blowout is often overlooked okay. in people's, you know, uh, viewing of the De Palma uh, oeuvre. And um, it shouldn't be. It's really good. Travolta is excellent in it. And um, especially, like, the ending of that movie is, like really powerful and like subtly devastating and is really just excellent acting like i don't know travolta is one of those guys that like i forget sometimes because you know so many of his big performances like greece and saturday night fever you know which is where he blew up to like international stardom yeah you know are it's like singing dancing you know Mm -hmm. i think of him more as uh, a performer in that regard than like a great actor, okay, you know, who like really brings the emotion. And so sometimes I don't know, like I, you know, when I watch one of his movies where he does really show up, yeah, you yeah know, yeah. with the performance like blowout, where you just go like, ah, oh, fuck, damn, he's like dude can act. He's a really good actor. He's a good actor. Yeah, actor. yeah. yeah. you know, he's got this Nick Cage thing though, Ooh. where you know he just I don't know he just he'll take anything. Yeah, but he's just—he's only going to bring as much as you give him. You mm. know, like he's like, "I'll do any role, but if you give me a shit script, you're getting shit Travolta." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you give me a great script, I'll give you great Travolta, but I'm not going to like outclass the material. You know,
0: I feel like uh, Travolta. I feel like Travolta and Nick Cage are kind of on the same level of like uh, that quote I told you that Sam Jackson did when he was like he's being interviewed about like you know all the movies he's done because he's done like fucking 100-and-something movies. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. But he was just like, oh, yeah, man. He's just like, you know, if the movie comes out and it doesn't do good, I mean, it's not on me. Yeah, right. I mean, I came in, as, it's not my fault that you didn't get what you wanted. Yeah. I showed up. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. I and was it was good. just like, I laid it all on everyone. You put <laughs> your fucking cameras yeah, in the wrong exactly, places, right? you know. Yeah. <laughs> you said we could move on, so I yeah. thought we were good. Yeah, I know. I'm you not, know? I'm,
1: you're the director. I'm <laughs> trusting you. Exactly, you know? right. Just giving you all the rope you need to hang yourself with. Yeah. Here. Um, well, and I love that John Wu, you know, potentially realized this and was like, what if I put them together in Broken oh. Arrow? <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, wait. Or Face Off. Face Off. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but okay. anyway, real quick. So, Blowout um, also is notable uh, because it's it's one of, well, so there's this Italian movie called Blow Up, uh-huh. um, which actually was made in, in, well, it was made in the UK in London, but uh, it was made by an Italian director, Michelangelo Antonioni. Uh, who's amazing? Blow Up, when it came out in the late 60s or early 70s, was like hugely influential. It's a brilliant movie. Uh, you know, it, he was already really famous and it skyrocketed Antonioni to be like one of the masters of cinema. Like, aside from him and like Vittorio De Sica and Roberto Rossellini and like uh, Visconti, like, those are he came into that upper echelon of like Italian filmmakers with, right. that, with that film, I would say. And, um, so anyway, it's, yeah, it was an international success too. So it became like really popular around the world. A lot of people use it. It's a big cultural touchstone. Tons of people have referenced this movie in their movies. A lot of those Giallo films that, you know, we talk about here, a lot of them reference, uh, blow up quite a bit, especially Argento. Um, most of the, again, those are all Italian directors. So they all like worship this guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it became, so blow out. The De Palma uh-huh. movie is sort of a riff on Blow Up, okay. the Antonioni film. And there've been two, it's interesting because because Blow, Blow Up, the original Antonioni film, is like a really, really artistic film. Super artsy, yeah. like to a fault, okay. some people think. I love the movie, but <laughs> it introduces a really amazing concept of like a guy who, uh, like a photographer, he's an artist, a fashion photographer in London, and he's out in this park taking photos. And he accident, you know, he gets back and he's, like, looking at these photos and he's, like, blowing them up mm-hmm. to, like, see more detail because he thinks he sees something. And he may have caught, like, an assassination attempt happening on camera. And so it's this really compelling, you know, premise. Yeah. But, like, where Antonioni goes with it is far off into the artistic realm. Okay. Of It's not about this, like, conspiracy or, like, you know, capturing this... Um, Uh, uh, this assassination attempt, it's about are you seeing what you really think you see?
0: Oh, uh, okay. You
1: know, and like you didn't see it at first, but then you blew it up and it was so clear and then you blew it up further and it became so obscure that now you're completely questioning whether you've even seen the thing that you thought you saw. Gotcha. And like that's really what the movie's about. So it's you more know? psychological than the, Yeah, and it's okay. about like the artist's trials and... Right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating movie. But yeah, if you go in thinking you're going to get this like conspiratorial thriller, you will be wildly disappointed (laughs) ask my wife because (laughs) i think that's what she thought and then i mean the ending in particular like does not make any concessions to you there's no ending oh no dude that there is a fucking ending to this movie but it is an ending that will either leave you that will leave you speechless or going fuck this movie yeah fuck everything about this guy (laughs) (laughs) like um oh my god anyway it's such a it's so good but so, um, so super artistic, and then uh, Francis Ford Coppola actually made kind of a version of this movie uh, in the conversation. Right? Yeah. yeah, is very much a similar type of thing, and I think. And then Blowout was made by uh, De Palma oh. after the conversation as his sort of riff on Blowup, and so there's these, you know, these two American variations on this film, and I think, uh, you know, Blowout for me is the better of the two by okay. far. There's things about the conversation I like, but I think what I liked about, you know, Blow Up, the original, is Antonioni goes full art house with it. Okay. And then Blow Out, um, De Palma goes, like, full genre film with it. Okay. He goes more the, like, conspiratorial route. Gotcha. That gotcha. you wanted, yeah, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of just from the plot. But then delivers a really, like, brings it back home in the end to, mm-hmm. like, a really personal thing that's like, damn. All right. That's a good movie. Yeah. And then the conversation, I feel like Coppola kind of like tried to ride the middle, you know, where it's not totally an art film, it's not totally a conspiracy film, but it's kind of got a little bit of both and it, you know, kind of meanders till the end. Okay. You know, and so it's got some great stuff in it, like Gene Hackman's incredible in it. You know, there's a really great like character study Mm -hmm. inside of that movie. But anyway, uh, so Blowout, the Travolta film, is an excellent version, Uh, sort of. It's, it's a great theme and variations because it doesn't try to accomplish what the original blow up accomplished. Okay. It says like, there's, you know, there's this premise here that could have gone this totally different direction. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to steer that car that way, you mm-hmm. know, and he changes things up enough. It's like Travolta plays a, uh, actually a sound designer for horror films. Yeah. 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 In the movie. And he's out like recording Foley effects uh-huh. and he records a car crash. Um, that just happens like while he's out in this park and you know, then you know he's he's like listening back to all this stuff, and he realizes that like this conversation he caught, yeah, little bit of like talking that he caught from some people walking through the park, and then he thinks he hears like uh, right before the tire blows out, because that's what causes the car crash is a tire blows out. Okay, that's where the title comes from, blowout. And he starts thinking that he hears a gunshot prior oh. to, so it wasn't like the the tire just blew out and yeah. the car crashed. Like this was actually an assassination. Gotcha. And so, yeah, so it starts to go you know, down that road with it, but mm-hmm. you know he he changed it enough, like the initial premise and even sort of like, yeah, the actual uh, job of the guy, <laughs> but still kept it you know, he's still working in like a creative field, but yeah, you know yeah. instead of being a London fashion photographer, he's a B movie sound designer in Los Angeles, you know, and all this type of stuff. So anyway, great movie, and really, really excellent. if you're if you've never thought to yourself like, damn, John Travolta is a really, really good actor. Um, I mean, hopefully, Pulp Fiction, yeah, you know, is the touchstone for that for people. But uh, Blowout would be one that I would recommend above all others, as far as like this dude really uh, pulling his weight as an actor in a really good film. All right. So, anyway, long tangent there. It You're good, edited, but
0: now you just get to be quiet for the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, okay. So then you did. Uh, where did I stop at? What year? Eighty-one was 82. Blowout. Yeah. Then Eighty-three staying alive. was Staying Alive, and then. Couple of movies I don't recognize. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna highlight the ones we do know. Yeah. So 89, 90, and 93 were all three of the Look Who's Talking movies. That's right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and then 94 was Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So 94 was Pulp Fiction, Vincent Vega, uh, and then 95 was Get Shorty. 96 was Broken Arrow, Phenomenon, and Michael. Mm -hmm. Number uh, 97 was She's So Lovely, Face Off, and Mad City. Uh, 98 was Primary Colors.
1: Mm, Yeah, President Travolta.
0: 2000, Battlefield
1: Earth. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the movie that proved he was indestructible at that point. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's Pretty like much. one of the biggest bombs of all time. And also just Scientology propaganda. Yeah. Um,
0: who, uh, Roger Christensen?
1: The director, yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I wasn't familiar with him. Um, I looked at some other stuff. Oh, I think if I remember right, he was a really, really big name production designer. And I think that movie was his yes. move into directing.
0: Set decorator on Star Wars 1977. There you go. Yeah. And he did second unit stuff on Star Wars Episode One. Oh. Look at that. Yikes. <laughs> did not help at all. Yeah. Uh, 2001 so he, was. He, uh, did
1: a, he did all the Jar Jar reaction yeah. shots.
0: <laughs> Take care of the Gungan world, please. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 2001 was Swordfish.
1: Oh, yeah. I like Swordfish. The Halle Berry's boobs movie. Yes. Yeah. I haven't
0: seen it in such a long time, but I remember the MTV Movie Awards his still being a big thing.
1: little soul patch yeah. in that movie and his hair. With like his, hair. his look in that movie is really... Uh, I mean, it's very 2001. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, the video or MTV Movie the Awards. The MTV
0: Movie Awards were like still a big thing, and I remember obviously it was going going around as you know the movie we're gonna get to see Halle Berry's boobs in, which
1: that was the that was the big story that was about the that big movie. story that was pretty much the like ad campaign. Yes, it was like see her tits exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but I remember it being they made a big because that was one of Hugh Jackman's like. Uh, movies after you know x-men he blew up with x-men and he was in all these movies right um (laughs) and so uh they made it a point that like uh, i guess john travolta had been working out with hugh jackman and was in the best shape of his life since like uh you know staying alive or you know saturday night fever damn and they made it the all three of them were on stage at the mtv movie awards and they were hyping up that like she obviously wasn't gonna do it, but she was gonna like show her boobs on stage or something, and then it ended up being that like Hugh Jackman and John Travolta just showed their like abs off uh-huh. right, or whatever. But like John Travolta had some abs, yeah. Like I can't remember <laughs> John Travolta ever looking
1: that good, and it was like it was like a big thing for him. It was just like, damn,
0: damn dude, you're you're pretty cut.
1: Like you look good, <laughs> dude. That I, that cracks me up too because I mean I totally forgot. Well, and I didn't know that they were both like working out together because like. Those are, you know, those are probably the two most famous, most famously chased by rumors of them being homosexuals of, like, oh. anyone in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, both of them. Yeah. And the fact that they were, yeah, in 2001, <laughs> like, you want to go to the gym yeah. and, like, just fucking, <laughs> oh, let's just take our shirts off and just work out next to each other all day? Mm. Like, that'd be sick, right? Let's get cut, bro.
0: <laughs> okay, so one of my... 2003... John Travolta comes out with a movie called Basic. Oh, yes. Basic. Uh, oh, directed by John McTiernan. Mm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. Lauded as like the reunion between him and Samuel L. Jackson, because mm. Samuel Jackson's in it. Mm-hmm. Big cast uh, Tay Diggs, um, Rosalind Sanchez, uh, a couple other notable like character actors that you would see in like other movies, like as part of like the team mm-hmm. or whatever. But, um, this was a military movie about... Oh, Connie Nielsen is in it. Um, Henry Harry Connick Jr. is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a movie about uh, something goes wrong during like a training exercise in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one survivor, and it's Samuel L. Jackson's like, team that he was training, uh, that basically they're all dead, including Samuel L. Jackson, but they can't find any of the bodies. And so this one survivor shows up, and he's captured and he doesn't want to talk to anybody but a ranger. And so they call in he draws this infinity symbol on a piece of paper mm-hmm. because it's it's linked to something. So they bring in John Travolta who is a former former operative, former soldier with this unit and stuff like that and he's brought in to interrogate this guy. <laughs> and it's this kind of like cat and mouse game of who's who, what's going on. Uh-huh. Because John Travolta was trained under Samuel L. Jackson's character when he was coming up yeah. as a soldier. Okay. I honestly think... The movie did not get good reviews when it came out. I think it's a standout performance from John Travolta. Mm. He just plays... I feel like he 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 plays uh, this role so confidently. He's a little, like, frat boyish ish mm-hmm. um, in a way that I can see comes off as annoying, but it's just sort of like... There's a reason why he has this, like this attitude through the whole movie that reveals itself at the end. Okay. Um, And so um, I just think it's a really good movie. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Have you seen this movie?
1: I don't think so. No? Yeah, I remember the movie, but I've been thinking about it as you've been talking about it. I'm like, no, I don't think I've ever seen it. I honestly,
0: my, my always go to, is that anything I suggest you just won't like, not in a shitty way, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I kind of hope that maybe this one would be like, okay, like you were, we were just talking about widows right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, It doesn't sound like you were over the moon about it. Greatest thing in the world. But like you had some very positive things to say. Yeah. Say about it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So. um, But yeah. Anyways, there's just this back and forth between him and the guy he's interrogating. And he starts to unravel sort of a bigger conspiracy that's going on on this base uh, and stuff. But McTiernan in the woods again.
1: Oh, okay, (laughs) I (laughs) dig it. Bobby's favorite place. Yes. The (laughs) woods. The
0: woods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a that's that's a movie that I feel like if uh, nobody's ever seen. I think uh, Tyler really digs it. I think that's who. Okay. I think I talked about it with him one time, and I was surprised that somebody else knew about Basic. Yeah, so. right. But I often revisit that movie every once in a while, and it's really really good. Nice. Um, that's sweet.
1: Yeah, and I mean McTiernan, you know, he's he's a solid director. Like, yeah. You know, he's one of those guys that probably. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm obviously more into his earlier stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd still watch something more recent of his. I haven't seen anything of his like super recently that I would say like, oh man, he's really fallen off. Like I just, I think he just stopped producing as much stuff.
0: I'm pretty sure he general. went to jail for a little while. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah. McTiernan? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think he went to jail for a little bit. <laughs>
1: like, like white collar crime or like so. actual crime? I think white collar crime. Okay. Yeah. Like taxes Tax or some Tax evasion shit like that, or yeah. some shit. Okay. um, I see that.
0: McTiernan though. Let's do a little segue here <laughs> since we're on the topic. Um, let's see. He's done his movies, dude. I might need to just do a McTiernan.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's fucking.
0: Predator in 87. Die Hard in 88. Yep. Hunt for Red October in 80. Medicine Man in 92. Mm-hmm. Last Action Hero in 93. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance in 95. Yes. The 13th Warrior and the Thomas Crown Affair in 99. <laughs> <laughs> and then his last movie he directed was, in two, was Basic,
1: 2003. Oh, wow. Shit. Damn. He's just been in prison the whole time. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did that remake to Rollerball, which was uh, yeah, yeah. really bad, Jim, really bad. Yeah,
1: I forgot he did that too. Yeah, <laughs> the guy from American Pie, yep, Chris Klein, Chris Klein, Chris Klein. Say, yeah, um, all
0: right, let me wrap this up here. So then we got uh, The Punisher in 2004. Oh, was he the villain in that or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, um. Be Cool in 2005, <laughs> the sequel to Get Shorty. Yep, uh, and then we start getting into 2007: Wild Hogs, Hairspray, Bolt, The Taking of Pelham One Two Three, yeah, uh, the remake, From Paris with Love, and then then we're into full blown from 2010. Yeah, we're in full blown direct to DVD. Yeah, and I think his big thing and Gotti and Gotti. <laughs> no, uh, American Crime Story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. TV, but I right. mean, I remember him getting a lot of like praise for that. Got a lot of acclaim. He got a lot for it, of acclaim yeah. for it. The, think, the show in uh, general, you know.
1: I think he was a producer on the show as well, or yeah. something like that. So.
0: And then uh, yeah, 2018, Gotti. Gotti, Gotti, ladies and gentlemen, is in is on Prime right now. <laughs> the best way there is no good way to watch this movie, <laughs> but a good way to attempt to watch this is to uh, buy uh, Luminaldi's deep dish pizza. Get some beer and just watch this train wreck of a movie. It is unbelievable. I've
1: done it. It's actually, it is is as bad as you've heard. Is it still at like a zero? Yeah, I think so. Metacritic or something like that or Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, zero everywhere. Legit zero. Like nobody has written a good thing about this movie.
0: Nope. It's a legit zero. This movie is all of the. it's like the stuff that you edit out of a movie when you're <laughs> editing a movie to make your movie move a bit quicker and it's like let's get to the point. Yeah. This movie is just all those filler scenes.
1: It's just like people uh like walking up staircases and like entering rooms <laughs> and then like much. about to start a conversation then you cut away to them like walking out of the room yes. and going back down the stairs yes. and then out onto the street and then getting into a car.
0: And then someone's photographing them from afar, and you mm-hmm. don't know who it is, and we never get back to that plot point
1: at all. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. shit like that. No, you don't need, yeah, yeah. just voyeurs. In exactly. General. People want to know. That's it. It's gaudy. <laughs>
0: um, uh, yeah, that movie's horrible.
1: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't in, uh, indulged. <laughs> if that could be, well, if that's no, I don't think that's the right word, but. Um, uh, but you have you have imbibed, as it were, I have. <laughs> from the I have the bottle of Gotti. I'm really glad that I didn't go to the theaters
0: to see it because I almost did a few times because that mm. was that's when um, I think that movie is a m- I don't know if it's it was a Movie Pass <laughs> Ventures, <laughs> but when that movie came out movie pass was like really was at the height of its like hey nine bucks a month and you can go see any three movies mm-hmm. like a week or whatever it was yeah. whatever the plan was I had movie pass so that was the only reason why I was just and they were pushing the fuck out of Gotti so uh yeah I'm glad I didn't go see it in the theaters yeah
1: <laughs> I'm glad you didn't either no I'd uh-uh. be a Stain on the escutcheon of your uh, film-watching career. And I got a lot of stains. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, it. That would be of, a big I'm, one, though. I'm proud of f- f-
0: uh, quite a few of them. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> um, so, anyways, this brings us to, to trading, trading paint. paint. Trading paint. So, yeah. a little while ago, I said that this this trailer's kind of doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is.
1: Uh, I just really am... It's just—it's a very formulaic. I mean, I think you—you know—they—they they couldn't have gone a safer route with like, yeah. You know, all they did was like inject race car driver into the formula of like, okay, what career did this guy have that he was the best at before he totally lost relevancy, either due to like alcoholism, right. drug use, uh, bad family thing. Mm an injury, whatever it was, (laughs) he lost his ability to be the greatest at the world in this thing. Yeah, And now he's in his declining years, and that legacy is being challenged by some sort of upstart young newcomer who Mm -hmm. is either related to him or one of his rivals. And now he (laughs) must, like, get back in the driver's seat to uh, put it into terms that would be trading paint appropriate. Yeah. Um, and uh, reclaim that part of his life and uh, defend his legacy as the greatest. Yeah. yeah. Um, while also uh, repairing his family and or overcoming addiction and or <laughs> an injury <laughs> and or reconciling with the hatred he's felt for so long that has become poisonous to him in his later years towards his former rival, when in actuality they like totally see eye to eye. They're just on different sides of a totally imaginary boundary. Yeah. So that's really the movie you're going to see here. There's like a very, you know, there's a few permutations on the same formula yeah, at yeah. play, but you know, the profession that you decide to inject is what mm. gives the whole thing its tone. Yeah. Um, you know, because they just picked, you know, stock car driver. Yeah. Because actually, oh, can you do you still have the IMDb up for Travolta? Yeah. Because I was cracking up. So after Gotti, but before this, there's another movie called like Speed something. Speed kills. Speed kills. Okay, look at the synopsis for it. Speedboat racing
0: champion and multimillionaire Ben Arnoff leads a double life that lands him in trouble with the law and drug lords.
1: So speed bait, speedboat racing champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Yeah, he's just kind of like jumping around. But that one obviously is like the cooler, like heisty version or whatever. And then this is the more like, um, you know, award-baity. Uh, yeah. We're going to like, you know, do something. We're going to, you know package up some emotions here to sell you with your, you know, $12 ticket. Um, um, you'll get, you know, you'll appropriately get what you pay for and get roughly $12 emotions <laughs> uh, out of it. Which if that's what you want, then you should be pleased.
0: I actually kind of feel like the last couple of trailers I've seen of John Travolta's, you know, direct to direct to DVD sort of like or direct to video video on demand movies uh, this one actually feels, and I mean, uh, maybe it's not saying much that it actually has like a, like a style to it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean it looks like the 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 world in which we're placed in looks like a very like lived in world, mm-hmm. right? Whereas like speed kills just looks <laughs> like. They got an HVX, we're on a boat. <laughs> no lenses, yeah. no light, you know, and they just went, we're just going to do natural light with this, guys. You know, we're going to go, you yeah, know, this idiot just asked gonna- <laughs> if we had a filter on the camera.
1: Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. what's we'll, let's a- waste some time. Yeah. guys. Yeah.
0: yeah. We're just going to go just shoot, shoot, and uh, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. It's it's great. It'll be fine. You know, we got Travolta. Um, but no, I mean, I I'm a big uh, I love these kinds of movies. You know, the the kinds of movies you just <laughs> yeah. laid out for me right now. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I like seeing the, I don't want to call them old, older actors. I mean, they are older in age, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're they're actors from, like, the 80s or the 90s or that kind of thing or, like, you know, like, expendable type of movies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where, uh, you know, we have, just like you explained, like.
1: The, it's like the one last hurrah movie. Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what better way to put it than And that. I feel
0: like if done right or done, like, you know, to the level of, like, let's just model it after, you know, like Rocky or something mm-hmm. like that. Then it'll be a serviceable like Last Hurrah. Yeah. You know. And yeah. I feel like I haven't seen like John Travolta like have his like Last Hurrah yet, and I kind of hope that he does. But I mean this this feels like this movie actually reminded me of because Sylvester Stallone had a movie just like this as well called mm-hmm. Driven. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's right. Where he wrote a movie called Driven where he was a uh, is it still race car? What are the are the what are the cars that have like the wheels that are really way out?
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you know what you know I'm, what I'm not, talking about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I'm not like an expert in this, so yeah. If somebody's listening, that is, you know, just yell at me later.
1: But yeah, the ones that have to be designed like a pie slice because yes. otherwise they will actually like lift off the ground right, and start yeah. to fly. <laughs> right. So you have to use the wind going up the front of the car to actually push it down exactly. so it stays on the track. Yes, yes. <laughs> So like he, he wrote.
0: He wrote this movie where he plays a guy that used to be like, you know, the best racer. Yeah. And there's this young kid who is almost there, mm. but he's kind of losing it. Mm-hmm. And Burt Reynolds is in this movie. Yes. As his as his um what do you call it? As his former you know boss and calls Sylvester Stallone's character in to help this kid out to okay. get his mind focused right. But it's like Burt Reynolds is in this. Uh, you know, Gina Gershon is in this movie, directed by Rennie Harlan. You oh know, yeah. Oh man, let me tell you, Woo-hoo. the visual effects in this movie are not good. Yeah. This should not is not good. You know, uh, they have a race through Chicago, through mm-hmm. downtown Chicago mm-hmm. in this movie in the in the cars. Yeah. You know, uh, it's terrible. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is one of these movies where the last race, you know, Sylvester Stallone is in it. And he, lo- it looks like he's just you know gonna gonna try and go for it, gonna mm-hmm. try and like win it and done what he's never done before. Right? Yeah. So I got vibes of that movie from watching this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, aside from like the family dynamic, the family dynamic doesn't really like do it for me because I feel like sometimes that's where those movies like don't always succeed. Yeah. Is where they have like some sort of like emotion to mm-hmm. it, you know. Um. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a movie that I would definitely like rent. When it comes out, Hmm. I would want to watch this movie and see, you know, see what happens to Travolta and the family.
1: (laughs) I want to know if he makes it. I'm going to go on a limb here and say (laughs) they do like you don't know, Dorian. You don't know. He probably like doesn't win the race, but then he like, you know, he wins life. You know, that's how these movies always end. <laughs> it's like, you you know, you you have to give up the, like, the illusion uh-huh. that you've been living under of, like, this superficial success and understand that, like, the more profound successes are the ones that are, like, more deeply felt but less, like, widely celebrated.
0: Well, you it know? does look like... Um, like
1: reconciling with your son.
0: It does look like maybe his son gets in a car accident in the trailer. Because, like, okay. that
1: end scene at the end... Dude, that part totally makes no sense in the trailer. Because they, like... There's, like, this car crash, you know, so, like, Travolta decides, like, oh, I'm going to race, you know, because his son goes to work for Michael Madsen. And right. He's the competition. Like, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to race my own son, and yeah. I'll beat him, you know, because that's a healthy way to have a relationship with your son. Um, and then they show, they show like, this car crash happened. Yeah. And, like, you know, it gets, like, really serious for, like, a half a second. And then they immediately cut to Travolta and his older buddy in the car. And he's like, man, you are one crazy (laughs) son of a bitch. And you're like, so you're playing that accident for a laugh now? Like, is that supposed to be a serious moment Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, shit, like, things are going really wrong, you know? Like, he really stepped outside of his boundaries. But then you're just like... This is just one of those like oh man wasn't that crazy when we crashed that car when we were 70 like trying to reclaim our careers but It's a very misplaced. So it's like scene what yeah trailer. what I, I don't know what note you're trying to end on here yeah. like am I supposed to care or am I supposed to think this is funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I don't really so I so I don't get, you know, where this movie lies tonally from this trailer because like it, yeah, it plays up all these like emotional things like this relationship with his son betrayal, Mm -hmm. but then it never loses. It's like, you know, fucking yeehaw, kick up your boots. Like, and let's do some racing attitude. (laughs) So I, like, I don't know how seriously any of that stuff is really going to be treated. And you know, to the point we're like, do we even see Travolta and his son in the same fucking shot in this trailer? Yeah. Do we?
0: Yeah. There's that part where he goes to tell him that he's like not gonna race with him anymore. Oh and yeah. Then like okay. He just like so throws the, everything off the table okay. and he's just like
1: So the one three second part of this trailer yeah. where we actually see them have a relationship, yeah. you know, is like I don't really feel the gravity of that relationship being lost mm-hmm. when it's never been there. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of a problem for this type of stuff too. Right, right. Like, you know, most trailer you even just you most trailer, you have the fucking stupid like start off with like a little piano music and like the bonding moment between oh and you know this is a drive shaft son yeah yeah he's, yeah oh drive shaft you know and he <laughs> yeah he's like you know puts it in the engine and he's like yeah that's exactly where it goes you know and it's like <laughs> okay fine whatever 10 seconds of cheesy emotions but I get it. it like they have there's a relationship here yeah you right. know there's something at stake um when it is lost but mm. if you just like tell us you know, It seemed like they never fucking liked each other to begin with. So when he leaves, it's like, well, what's the big fucking surprise? You know, (laughs) I get the feeling that John Travolta's kid like works for him, Mm. but maybe like force him into the family business.
0: Maybe. But that maybe like John Travolta doesn't really pay too much attention to him. He's just kind of like, hey, dude, I don't need to tell you I love you every day. I'm your dad. It's there. But then there's a stranger that comes along. That's like, I love you, but with money. So, (laughs) you know. It, this means that it's real. Yeah. So you know. Yo,
1: I got cash. I got cash, baby. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I really do like you know seeing you know it's funny in the in the I, I really want to watch Driven now. I think I'm gonna do like a Driven <laughs> and like Trading Paint back to back. Because there's like this like when when Sylvester Stallone in that movie like comes back and they're gonna make him like part of the team. They sort of have like this like soft audition mm-hmm. for him. For the uh, for the driver, that young kid that he's supposed to come in and like mentor, yeah. And uh, you know they're watching him on the track, and he's going. He goes around three times, and he. This is. I feel like this is a total like Sylvester Stallone. Like I could I could feel like when he was writing this, <laughs> he's like, "This is how you do. This is how you do character, uh-huh. right, right?" So he goes around three times and stops right in front of the the booth where everybody is like listening on the walkies and stuff, and he's throwing out quarters. Mm. Throws out one quarter goes around throws out another one third time around throws out the third one and basically what he's gonna do is race around but at full speed pick up each of the quarters with a tire without dropping like a second of speed Uh uh-huh and this is that scene okay right (laughs) and I was like god man that I don't know what it was when I watched that scene when I was like younger I was like this is pimp This is just pimp.
1: Yes. <laughs> Sounds like Rennie Harlan and Sylvester Stallone yes. working together. Yeah. yeah. I think we're overdue for a Renny Harlan retrospective. Ooh. Yeah. Just watch him fucking like deep six an entire studio's bank account <laughs> over the course of like ten years.
0: We need to do an. Culminating episode on with the Cutthroat the Island. Cutthroat Island. Oh, yeah. God, dude, that movie. I got to rewatch it again. Mm-hmm. Cause.
1: Oh, from night. I mean, from Nightmare on Elm Street four. I think through to Cutthroat Island is, like, a really nice just sort of slice of career. Of Harlan. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slice of Rennie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay. Aside from Blowout, do you have, like, any other... And Let's say Blowout and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Pulp Fiction's, like, a given. It was a, that's yeah. a given. Yeah. Any other notable... Travolta jams for uh you know you.
1: I mean like I mentioned yeah I was if you haven't seen Saturday Night Fever okay I think it's worth watching yeah, yeah no yeah. matter how you feel about it, because I'm I guarantee you it's probably a very different movie than you think it is okay because it's not all just the Bee Gees disco dancing yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. white suits with bell bottoms like it's that but there's a lot much more going yeah. on so yeah it's it's worth seeing you know there's a reason it is uh you know as regarded as it is right um but yeah that blowout um pulp fiction and uh yeah you know i mean like face off just for the sheer bat shit insanity of it you know like that's that's like a f- that's like when travolta went full cage
0: that's right <laughs> that's right holy <laughs> shit yes you're right
1: That was like the one time because yeah. he had to he, he had, had to, to do, go full he cage. literally had to be nicholas cage yes and you know, there's something amazing about that just in terms of especially in terms of the comparison drawn earlier about how Travolta kind of is a you know, he's just not as eccentric of a person as Nick Cage is. Right. So you don't see it as much, but he definitely has a cage like sort of uh spectrum to what he will bring to the table yes. for any given film. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, as far as this trailer goes, it's probably one of the ones that I'll enjoyably like watch. Like I knew Gotti was gonna be a train wreck yeah. going into it. But I mean like, this.
1: Yeah, this looks so perfectly formulaic. Yeah, that it's just like you can't mess
0: it up. <laughs> you really can't. If if you do, well, fuck. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Like, like you can. We've seen Jesus. it happen,
1: but it really, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, to just you know, yeah. Play one this. of his
0: uh, one of his next movies that is coming out. I th- I think it's this year because mm-hmm. it's in post production. It's directed by Fred Durst. Oh
1: yeah, he's been he's been low key directing stuff for a while. Yes. Yeah, yes, oh, Fred yeah. Durst.
0: It's a movie called Moose, <laughs> where Travolta <That's> right. plays <laughs> the titular character. <laughs> there are some images out, people. I will just say, Google, oh, there are. Oh, Google I haven't them. seen any images. Oh, I think I've just dude, read. Yeah, dude, Travolta Talk. looks. I don't know. Okay. This is that moment, and like you know, I I don't often use this word, but it's like that you know, that moment in um, <sighs> Tropic Thunder, where he's you know. You're not sure if you should go full retard. Mm-hmm. It's looking like Travolta just
1: full retard. Full retard. <laughs> it
0: might be another level of retard that I could Travolta see th- has. I
1: could see that being a piece of direction that Fred Durst would give to John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go full retard on this man.
0: You ever seen that movie Tropic Thunder? Yeah. Let me just show you the speech really quick. <laughs> I wanna I wanna go past this. Yeah. Right here. Just this.
1: I wanna go super retard. Yes. Double retard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, my last question for you about Uh, Travolta. Yeah. Is, it's 2019, Mm -hmm. what type of movie or what, like, writer or director would you like to see Mm. Travolta pair up with or, like, you know, he's he's getting called up to the big leagues, you know, that he has not worked with already? Yeah. So, like, no Tarantino, no McTiernan, nothing like that, but just somebody who is just, like,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna keep running this this you know Nick Cage comparison ther- thread throughout. Okay. And I'm gonna go with Panos Cosmatos. Ooh. If Panos wrote a role that he was like, this is the role for Travolta. I think that would be the closest thing to like when Tarantino wrote Vincent Vega in '94. Okay. You know, it was like, this yeah. is the Travolta role. Yeah, yeah. If Panos wrote his version of what he thinks is like the Travolta role. Hmm. I think that could be that could be his like send off. That'd be there, you know, like what this movie is formulaically attempting to do half acidly. Yeah, um, you know, this could be his. I think Panos could make his like, you know, I guess Lucky would probably be the most the best example of that send off movie that was actually successful. The oh, Harry the Dean Harry and movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as far as being like, no, this is that was like the perfect like, right. you know, uh, punctuation to his career. Yeah, yeah, it was like the the pinnacle of like a harry dean stanton role you know um i think i think panos would have the best chance of anybody i could think of to do something like that in uh, obviously in a pulp fictiony sort of like genre okay esque type of way if you want to go the other route or more like lucky i guess which Uh would be more of the real like serious kind of like true retrospective um oh god who the fuck i just had somebody in my oh um i think like a. Uh, maybe again this is just because of like the old man and the gun coming out recently but like a david lowry ooh, you yes. know i feel like he could write like yeah. a real like this is an end cap travolta role yeah you yeah know? i think he might be good at it he seems to have a really good kind of um uh ear for that type of thing you know because like even though his movies seem to have that kind of vibe to them you yeah. know in a way of like Maybe it's just because of, like, ghost story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, which obviously isn't really that about, like, a, a character in particular. I mean, I guess it kind of is, but it's really more just about that sense of, like, everything containing the history. Mm-hmm. And, like, how that history is, like, you know, influencing it now. Right, even right. Even when you don't necessarily see it right in front of you. Yeah um you know seems to speak i think to his ability to like understand that about people and things and places and careers you know and kind of like see that angle to it of like you know it's not just the now of like what this person is now but that's like there's this whole history of shit leading to that now Mm -hmm. and you got to like understand and like speak to that in order to be able to properly speak now you know so
0: those are some good ones man
1: yeah. I like those.
0: Yeah. I want to see those movies. I would
1: yeah, I would watch either of those hundred percent. Uh what about you? You, got some, I you think, got some picks.
0: I think in the uh I think in the angle where it's like still keeping with the indie vibe of it, mm-hmm. there's this director I really like. Uh I was looking him up right now because I couldn't remember his name. His name is uh Brett Haley. Oh uh, uh he's a writer director. His two most recent, you know, I guess popular movies were uh The Hero with Sam Elliott. Gotcha. Yep. Where uh, Sam Elliott plays uh, an aged Western uh, star, mm-hmm. who his one big movie was this movie called The Hero, mm-hmm. and um, he the movie opens with it's, him.
1: It's trading paint, but it's Western exactly, star instead of right. stock car driver. Ex- yeah. exactly <laughs> what it is.
0: No, uh, and you know the opening of the movie is Sam Elliott as as this guy. I think his name is Lee Lee Bracket or Lee something. He is uh, uh, doing voiceover for barbecue sauce. OK, so he's kind of like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like this is like the bottom he's having his Orson
1: Welles, exactly. uh, like a wine commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's such a simple such a simple movie, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, about this guy who just sort of like seems to be at the end of his at the end of his uh, you know, professional career. And mm-hmm. he's not just doing voiceovers and this obscure, you know, uh, you know, Western uh, award show wants to give him like a lifetime achievement award. And he goes with this woman who is way younger than he is. And they get high, mm-hmm. you know, like take pills or whatever before. And uh, he gives such a memorable speech that it's on YouTube and it gets so many hits. And he gets start, he starts getting sent, like, scripts very lightly. <laughs> okay. You know? Um, but <clears throat> the movie never goes past, like, we're in big offices now and we're in Hollywood now. You know, it's just very contained and... You know, what's going on in his life? Because yeah. it's like he's still trying to get it together. He's still trying to, like, there is a familial element to it where he's trying to, like, reconnect with his daughter, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, yep. and it's good that he's getting, like, these, this, this, like, one script or whatever, you know, but, uh, you know, he's best friends with this drug dealer, mm-hmm. you know, like, this is just a very, very, very small movie, but it's a really great, it's a really great uh, portrait. Yeah. And it did really well, you know. Uh, and he just came up with this other movie called Hearts Beat Loud with oh, okay. um, Nick Offerman. And that movie is about Nick Offerman is a guy who owns a record store and his daughter is going to be going off to college after the summer. And uh, the mother has passed away uh, and he realizes he's going to have to sell the uh, record store. And um, he has these jam sessions with his daughter like every week for an hour. And one one of these days they end up making a song that he puts on Spotify Mm. and it becomes a big hit. And so everybody is challenged with this idea of like he really really wants to make it big, and the daughter wants to go to medical school. And mm-hmm. so she's having this thing of like, well, do I quit because my dad wants to do this and start a band, or do I, you know, right. do I do what I want to do? or Do I live, you know, do I live my dream or do I live his dream? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, really beautiful movie between like father and daughter and stuff like that. And I just feel like Brett Haley like writes really good movies for, you know. Uh, for actors that are just these like small like poetic like mm-hmm. you know pieces of slices of life, sure, you know yeah. that are very relatable, and still like clearly it's a movie, so it, it yeah. either has an epi- happy ending or a medium medium ending or whatever, you know, so um so him or uh, and I think I'm only bringing up this director because he's got a movie coming out soon on Netflix, that movie uh triple frontier, j c Chandor, oh yeah, 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 and he's got like. Every hot male dude in it, uh-huh. you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know, like that guy. That director started off very small, but most I'm picking him because of uh, a most violent year. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, with Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. Like that's a movie that I could I could have potentially seen like John Travolta in as like a younger younger man because it is you know it's New York, it's the '80s, you know, it's you know some small time crime. Yeah, going around but i always heard that movie described as if if it was like the godfather and like michael was really trying to go straight but mm-hmm. it was kate that was the one that was like okay no, we're gonna <laughs> remain crooked and this is where we need to be gotcha you know and so that was always Lady kind of that kind of thing exactly yeah. right so um i would just like to see what that director would w- what he would write and or like do for sure for travolta yeah because yeah. i think travolta still has that you know like gangster sensibility to him that like Vincent Vega mm-hmm. is sort of you know even though there was like a just like a low level like hitman or whatever yeah. you know like I feel like he's still got the gravitas to be ahead of a family or something yeah it just wasn't obviously used very well <laughs> in Gotti <laughs> yeah no so, uh, so yeah those would be the two directors that I would like to see you know yeah like, oh hey Travolta came out with this movie from this director like that's you know it's a really good performance and just, just see it like rise from there
1: mm-hmm. yeah so I have I have one final thing to contribute to this conversation. Okay, which is a little bit of an off ramp. All right, uh, in the sense, well, it's an off ramp in the sense that I'm gonna I'm gonna dovetail uh, this movie into some pre-existing things. Okay. So Pre-ex- okay, as as m- many of you probably know. Uh in the in the Tarantino universe. Yes. There's some familial relations between movies. There are. Um, and between Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Yes. Michael Madsen is Vic Vega. Yeah. And John Travolta is Vincent Vega. Yeah. So they are the Vega brothers. <laughs> right. Now in Trading Paint, they are competing <laughs> like race car managers. <laughs> so they could be the Vega brothers, brothers just well, you know, obviously. Both of them got killed. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're dead in the Tarantino verse. Yeah. But you know, you're just making me more excited to see this movie now. We could, it. we could just take those. You know, if you you cut some of those scenes short, or if you even wanted to go like a different route. I think even just taking like uh, you know like Bud from Kill Bill Volume Two, (laughs) like that character could easily just have become the character that's in trading paint, right? If he (laughs) you know if he wasn't killed by a snake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) If you just cut that part out a shit ton of times, yeah, yeah, um, then uh, then this could easily just continue from there. But the fact that yeah that they were actually brother implied brothers in the Tarantino world, and then now yeah are both in this movie is like just kind of. It seems like yeah, you could you could selectively watch scenes or edit together scenes from those other movies to like lead up to this yeah, as though right. those two characters are these two <laughs> fucking people. You know, Vince Vega was trying to get out of, you know, the game also. <laughs> um but uh but yeah.
0: I like that connection.
1: Anyway, so that's my slight off ramp. I just it occurred to me w- a while after watching the trailer. Yeah. It was just one of those like, wait a second.
0: They're the Vega <laughs> brothers. Wait,
1: yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, I've, you know, obviously both of them strike, you know, they're both famously, you know, Tarantino. Right. Uh, heavy in their careers. Um, Michael Madsen, yeah, has gotten probably similar to, like, Tom Adkins uh, with John Carpenter. Ooh, Mike, Michael yes. Madsen has probably gotten a lot more money and pussy than he deserves. <laughs> As, thanks to Quentin Tarantino <laughs> casting him Because he's, like, he's not good in, like, anything else he's in. It's like only when Tarantino works with Madsen, like he's fucking awesome, and then every other director is like, you're either not writing or not directing, you know, the right stuff for this guy. Yeah, Um, he's awful. Like, like actually, like bad, you know. (laughs) And uh, but then yeah, and Tarantino, he's great. It just works. It's perfect. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Imagine anyone else in Reservoir Dogs. Can't, nobody can't, nobody cannot. Yeah. Cannot. Even like Nick Cage. He no. would have been too much, too much. You know, like too much. Too much like Michael Madsen. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, anyway, so there you have it. Well, this movie comes
0: out next week in select theaters. I don't know which ones, so I'm just gonna look for it on video on demand.
1: I'm just gonna start calling it Vega versus Vega. Vega versus <laughs> Vega? <laughs> Vega yes. versus Vega.
0: Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um okay, one last question. Well, it's not John Travolta related at all. So, fuck it. I'm done talking about him. Okay. Uh, do we tell people what we got coming down the pipeline?
1: Oh no, no, no. no it's all. that's just gotta. It's just gotta unfold. Just gotta unfold. Yeah. All right. I think people. Just you know, you're either fucking with us or you're not, people. All right. We're not gonna yeah. like sit around and try to like set up countdown timers and fucking entice you to like you know be more clickable. <laughs> Uh, we're just doing our fucking thing. Like yeah. you're either with us or you're not. So listen or don't. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but <we're laughs> Uh, thank you, Dorian. Yeah, yeah. very much. Jesus. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we're thinking. You know, we're you know we're planning some things for the future, and you know, just you're either gonna check it out or you're not. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you might just turn on an episode and be like, oh wow, this is something different. So you know. I will say there is
0: something different coming up.
1: Yeah, there is. That's it. There is. Yes. But that's always kind of been the premise of our show. Yeah. Because we don't always talk about trailers. No. Sometimes we just go, we might talk about You're the Dragon again next week. My copy has shit. (laughs) Bobby's about to own that shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah.
0: So there you have it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to our episode this week. Yeah. We will be back next week and the following week and the week after that. We shall. Please listen. Yes. (laughs) Later. Bye.